Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. now hello there we go you hear me now yep. yes all all right. Right. Awesome. awesome okay all right well good evening this is uh episode 686 of the Seth all news um and we got randy joe and uh, uh jason on the call how are we doing tonight guys good good cool um so um yeah hopefully we'll get some uh spoilers um do you have those for us randy or um so I, i'm i'm double checking my notes here i believe that we have eight with two weeks to go yeah um, is that that's correct right we we've got this this show the next show and then it's gen con so uh, i'm maybe. trying uh, trying to figure out here what to, yeah. what to do for number four hmm. okay well, let's see i know you got okay. three there's like three championship pieces that are going to be on the on next week's show, right? Correct. And then, so and there's, I'm, I, I got it, I got it. Uh, okay. We're going to talk about non-unique spot today, though. Non-unique, sir. Uh, All right. The big topic. Um, gotta get. We got three non-uniques and one unique. Wrong page. Oh man, these are wordy too. Not my fault. <laughs> Okay, uh, getting my blue milk post ready here. I can hit post as soon as we're done. So we'll just start with with this one. Start at the very bottom and work our way up. The Yuzhan Vong Scout on Swoop Analog. 
the Yuzhan Vong piece, as you may or may not have guessed. His cost is 16. He's got 50 hit points, a defense of 15, zero attack, and zero damage. His special abilities include flight, force immunity, mount, razor bug, rival, cannot be in a squad with any non-Yuzhan Vong characters. It has 10, and its flavor text says swoop analogs were the Yuzhan Vong's equivalent of the swoop bikes used by Galaxy. And it is a large based character. So, since it's purple, I'll just go ahead and turn the floor over to you guys. What do you think? <laughs> um, basically, it's just, uh, you know, a way, like, uh, essentially the Yuzhan Vong version of the troop cart or any other. Um, vehicle that carries people around. It doesn't have its own attack. It can do a little uh, razor bugging. Um, but for the most part, it's basically kind of uh, like we would expect a swoop bike. It's just chilling out there until somebody uh, runs and jumps on, and then they can fly around and do all their cool stuff. Uh, and then they can make attacks, you know, while they're on this character. Uh, and uh, it lets you get your, you know, it's kind of a movement breaker, mini movement breaker for one Vong piece. Pretty cool. Um, you know, it's a way if you really want to to, to get your Vong guys uh, a little better positioned. So I think it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's balanced correctly and gets like, um, you know, um, uh, you know, with its, uh, you know, being a large base and um, and you know the its cost and and the speed that we have it at, it's not going to be uh, too crazy. I mean, Vong are pretty, Vong are pretty powerful um, melee, you know melee pieces um so you know loading up a shadow shy or somebody on this and then like you know flying it up on somebody and then you're gonna get to go to town on them like you're gonna it's gonna it could be pretty uh could be pretty potent so um you know i think i think it's gonna be I, I, it'll definitely see play people are gonna try it out um you know to try to take advantage of that swoop um uh i don't know if it'll be enough to like you know to always so you like you know you just like an makes all your matches an auto loss for your opponent but um it's you know you can you can dream i guess what do you think gandalf uh well it seems like a, a very potent movement breaker um, it does rival out all the shooters, of course, the friend shooters you can play in Vong, but um, you can play the Peace Brigade, Peace Brigade guys still, so I guess you could kind of like run, run this guy 20 squares and do a double opportunist shot with the, the soldier. We'll use it to uh, mm -hmm. extend the range of the, uh, the blaster upgrade from the commander. Yeah. Yeah, that could be interesting use for it. I know I, I flow. Uh, I think it was Shadow Shy most of the time around on him, and I, you know, that's probably 
um, uh, probably somebody you know like a main candidate for the bike um, the war master might be another one I don't know um, or you know maybe maybe some non-uniques or something I guess it does fly non-uniques right I think it does yep yeah one medium or smaller one medium or smaller ally Right. Okay. We're ready to move on. Yes, yes, yep. we are. Um, we got kind of a bad guy theme going here, so our next one will be uh, number nine of forty-two. This piece. This is the undercover spy. The undercover spy costs 15 points. He's got 50 hit points, a defense of 17, an attack of 9, and 10 damage. He's got twin attack. He has an ability called deep cover. Immediately before the first activation of the skirmish, an opponent may force this character to join their squad, placing it in their starting zone. While not in its original squad, this character is immune to defeat or damage from allies. If this character or an ally defeats a character, its original squad may reclaim it. He's a disciplined leader. He has intuition. And he has a commander effect. During setup, choose an ally whose name contains spy or operative. That ally gains deceptive and is subject to this effect, even if this character is in a different squad. Um, there's no flavor text on the... Uh, what? The card. There is on the card. There is on the card. I fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> okay. Flavor okay, text cool. is trading the ranks of the unsuspecting. The Sith undercover spy is a whisper of discord a harbinger of chaos in service to the Sith clandestine agenda. Number nine of 42. Should I, should I get, should I spill the beans on the flavor text, Randy? Or should I <laughs> um, keep that yeah. in house? Spill it? Okay. <laughs> um, well. So, uh, so, so basically uh, there was no flavor text and uh there was not really anything there was no uh, like undercover spy any like very good flavor text like i could find on wikipedia uh so um i just asked chat gpt and it wrote the flavor text for me <laughs> so so thank you thank you ai for being wonderful and in in replacing our jobs of writing flavor text uh, yeah <laughs> Not bad. We should we should use it more often. Oh, I'm I'm using it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just write the whole card. We don't need yeah. to design anymore. It can it can I if you have a if you have a chat thread where you keep talking to Chat GPT about Star Wars miniatures, it'll it'll get smarter and smarter, and it can start making better characters than than some some designers, I think. So. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But for now, the flavor text is a good start. <laughs>
stick to the important things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's a nine attack. He's got twin attack. Um, he's a shooter, non-unique. Um, he can. He's discipline leader, so it doesn't go away. Um, what happens if I play like I don't know five of these guys with two lock horde, and my opponent decides he wants them all? Sounds awesome. Um, oh, your opponent gets them all. I think. Okay, I think your opponent would get them all. Um, I mean, it seems like for the most part, you're you're getting the deceptive to to a character on your your side. Um, but it also seems like it's going to be very hard for this guy to stay alive. It seems like as soon as your opponent kills somebody, um. You're gonna, you know, he's gonna. If, if you don't take him back, or if you take him back, your opponent's probably just gonna kill him next. And you know, 50 hit points with a 17 uh, defense is not all that difficult. It will take them, you know, at least probably one attacker, or maybe even a second attacker if, uh, you know, you get him out of position. Um, so it might be worth the the gaining of deceptive for for your guy at least until he's defeated. I mean, the funny part is somebody could show up with uh, like 13 of these guys and then your opponent could take all of them and, and win the game before anything happens. Yep. Now, there's, there's not actually a lot of candidates for the commander effect. I think there's like a few like fringes and then there's this, the spy of the one Sith who's like a 80 hit point. 31 cost attacker with twin attack, 20 damage. So that's probably the best option. Yeah, he's got tracking and devious. So he'd be getting devious and deceptive, deadly attack, interference. Uh. And the the Sith operative who's got uh, cunning twenty and is a Sith trooper. But I think for the most part, you're probably not going to be playing this guy too much yet until uh, maybe some additional uh, spies or operatives come out. Yeah. I don't know why Joe's got really loud there for a second. I just muted him. I'll unmute him here in a minute. Um, uh, I don't really have a lot to say about um, the the spy guy. He, uh, I think you guys said pretty much said it all. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see um, if or people even choose to play it. But I mean, I, I suppose it it. I suppose it might get tried out. 
I just don't, I don't know that it seems like it feels like almost like too gimmicky or something, or like one of those things that it's kind of fun, but people aren't going to really do. I don't know. Most, most squads aren't going to take them. I think if they're, if they're locked into some sort of like sub faction thing, mm-hmm. um, Talon card isn't going to take them. Uh, Bib Fortuna can't take him. Um, yeah, you could. You can always like take guys like because basically, be uh, I assume would be like, treated as like a betrayal or like a, an enemy switching sides, like a loop buff for TK four two one. Yeah. Well, I I had unmuted. I unmuted Gandalf and, and he wasn't as loud that time, but it looks like he muted himself again. So, um, All right. I'll let him unmute himself again if he wants to, I suppose. Um, assuming that's the, that's what happened. Uh, but yeah, I think a lot of squads, um, probably are going to, uh, by taking them, it's a disadvantage to them, shutting off some of some of their synergies. If your squad contains only this, or if your squad contains only that, right? That's yeah, definitely interesting design. All right, um, if if we're done with the undercover spy, we'll be moving on to that is not the right number. The, the overcover spot. Oh wait. <laughs> this our our last non-unique that we're going to talk about tonight is going to be a separatist character. Okay. Awesome. The LM four three two crab droid. Um, cost 26, large base. The recommended many is the crab droid. Um, hit points 80, defense 18, attack 8, damage 20. Um, you may not know this, but he's a droid. He has damage reduction 10. He has momentum. He has a new ability called within six squares may not be targeted may not be targeted okay I, I read that wrong enemies within six squares may not target characters farther than six squares away from them uh, it has a rapport for unique separatist commanders with a higher point cost than this character costs five less in the same squad it has stable footing and it has weak spots zero the flavor text is crab droids have a subpar targeting percentage that deliver profit of 48,000 credits per unit. They might not win the war, but they could save the Techno Union's fiscal quarter. Techno Risk Assessment Report. So and how much does he cost again? He's 26. Um, he's okay. an upgrade on the crab droid that we already have. So had to had to end up costing more than that. Um, 
but um, he's got some protection for your um, some of your guys, some of your shooters, and he's got a, a rapport built in. So, what do you think? Definitely sounds like he's going to be kind of fun. I don't know all the commanders that he can make cheaper off the top of my head. But seems like there could be some kind of fun ones. When you're making them five cheaper, uh, you know, it doesn't take too many of those. And it seems like you're getting a, you know, almost free crab droid. Okay, so a quick blue search gives us 52 characters that that applies to. Okay. Um, just what are the most some examples. Uh, interesting ones? Uh, we got the uh, Cad Bane Bounty Hunter. He qualifies for that. Um, we got... Um, Uh, most of your Grievouses, your Droid Army Commander, um, Dooku Separatist. Oh, excuse me, I need to. I need to tell my computer that it's a Commander. Okay, <laughs> twenty-five. Uh, okay, Darth Sidious Emperor, Dirge. Uh, you still got Cad Bane. You got your, most of your Grievouses. Severance Tan, uh, Asajj Strike Leader. Dirge on speeder. Um, 100 point Dooku. Um, on the cheaper side, you got Darth Sidious, uh, Alto Strauss. Uh, you could always use Universe's Newt Gunray. Zero <laughs> um, and And Admiral Trench. Uh, so you can get some tactician in there or some uh, attack and defense bonuses. Cad Bane's going to give it charging, right? Or furious? Uh, does it have bounty hunter? Oh, no, it doesn't. But I kind of like Admiral Trench. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see you could use, I mean, even old school uh, Clone Strike Sidious, right? For uh, Pawn on the Dark Side? Yep. So yeah, definitely some uh, kind of fun options. It'll be kind of cool to see what, uh, if people play this or how they come up with uh, stuff to do with this guy. I think it's a good design um, and a nice, nice little crab, crab droid option. Um, um, yeah, I think it'll be. I can definitely see it getting played. Um, it's, it's a pretty good piece. So that's our last non-unique, or 
that is our last non-unique because standing on top of this non-unique is a Republic soldier. Oh wait, hey, did Joe talk about it? I forget. Did about the crab or? Well, no, but you guys pretty much hit everything. It's um, yeah, it's a you're not going to be spamming the crab droid, but maybe throw one in if you've got some commanders that it's cheaper with or if it makes them cheaper. Um, yeah, it's got some like thematic abilities, like the the muck raykick is. Um, I think they they like they're supposed to like suck up mud from the ground and like spit it in the opponent's face or something. Always a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Now what's the what's the Republic uh, character? Well, um, standing on top of a crab droid is Republic Commando Cove. Uh, he costs 26. He's got 70 hit points, a defense of 17, an attack of 10, damage of 20. Um, he's got a couple of special abilities here. He's unique. He's Clans Karata. He's got Twin Attack. He's got Stealth. He's got Yayak Squad. Uh, he has an affinity. He may be in a Mandalorian squad. Difficult target. Plus two defense against non-adjacent enemies. Uh, he has a mission. Rescue. During setup, after seeing your opponent's squad, choose a character that costs 17 points or less. If a commando or clan squad a character in your squad ends its turn in an opponent's starting zone, you may add the chosen character to your squad adjacent to the character and in the opponent's starting zone. He has relay orders, and commando allies gain difficult target plus two. And once per round, after initiative is determined, one clan scarada ally can immediately move up to four squares. And... Cove was the squad leader of Yayak Squad. There you have it. Uh, I like him. I, is he the final Yayak Squadron member, or do we still need one more? Remember? I can look that up real quick. Because um, I know we, we've been working on the, the Yayak Squadron since the, the initial uh, Elite Republic Commandos kind of came out, I want to say set two, set three. And they were mentioned, and then, you know, people made one here or one there. I think there's one more. It's it's Yova, the fourth member of the squad. Okay. So we still need one more because yeah, we have Dev and Jind. We still need one more. Yep, you're right. 
Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of different interactions between uh, Yayak Squad and Order 66 and Mandalorians and uh, Republic Commandos. Covers a pretty broad spectrum of characters there and has a new unique mission. Kind of a reverse yes. on a carbonite thing. Yeah, that'd be uh, pretty awesome. Anything else? No, I think this guy's going to fit in. I, I think it'll take some time for people to figure out, you know, just because there's so many Republic Commando options, uh, which, you know, where he fits in the best and who he fits in with and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, oh, totally interesting to see. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I I think um, uh, Cub seems like a pretty strong character, um, and um, and I mean I'm not I I don't really play the like the Republic Commandos and stuff like that, but uh, you know I, he does feel pretty strong, and I I do think he's going to get um, some play. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot else to add. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's really pretty cool to see kind of what people do with him. I like I like the Republic getting relay orders. They already have access to Masamita anyway. Um, it helps to cut down on on Masamita being in people's squads. Uh, so I, I'm a big fan of giving relay orders to, especially the Republic and the. And the Empire. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to leave us with four characters to go. Awesome. Uh, that leaves us with one Old Republic piece, um, one Imperial piece, one Fringe piece, and one Mandalorian piece, and three of those are championship pieces. Okay. Very cool. It's gonna be exciting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and one of them will be Randy's, and two of them will be Joe's. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be um, that'll be fun to talk about. Um, so it's fun, like, you know, getting to figure out why people, why pick people, uh, you know, like decided when you get to like pick a, you know, you, you want, you just won this tournament. Like, what are you going to do? Like what, how you came up with the idea of, um, or whatever, you know, was it like something that you've always wanted to do or, you know, or like, you know, just why, why did you pick that for your championship piece? You know? <laughs> It's kind of fun stuff to 
talk about. Um, Right. All right. So are we got have we progressed any more into the uh gauntlet of uh yes. ex extremities or whatever it's called? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes we have. Um so where we last left off was um standings after round eight. Um we had the pairings for round nine. We have the results. Um Rye defeat Separatists defeated Overlays, Mandalorians. Uh, there is no Triumperials defeated Timmer's New Republic. Uh, I played Nerd Slayer and defeated him. I was using Sith. He was playing Imperials. I'll talk about that game in a minute. Uh, Mando with New Republic defeated Urban Shmi and Her Vong. And then Joe with Separatists defeated uh, Cheech. Well, it appears to be a forfeit. Did, did you guys not? Were you unable to play that game, Joe, or uh, what happened there? Yeah, that's right. Um, Chick or or John, is his name, had a family emergency with his his wife, so um, he had to forfeit since we were going to play just before the deadline. Hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully, all is well um, on that front. Um, it didn't. Again, it didn't affect the uh, standings or the outcome. The, you know, going into this week, the top four were kind of locked in. We were all just kind of playing for seeding. And I believe, yeah, all four of the top four won. So it, it literally changed nothing. Um, my game against, um, which hopefully Tim will have the write-ups up at some point. I know I sent one to him, but I'll, I guess I'll just go over it really quick. Um, I chose to play... Um, Sith, and he chose to play Imperials. He was using um, a Tarkin squad with uh, Vader, the uh, the new Vader, uh, the Inquisitor Vader, and he had a couple Inquisitors. I won the map, we played on Rebel Fortress. Um, I was running the Triumvirate uh, squad that I've uh, run before, basically uh, the three big guys plus the assassin. And uh, that's pretty much your squad. <laughs> um, round one, mostly I uh, was positioning, but uh, I had, uh, realized he could get, so he'd taken a couple shots at, uh, Nihilus, who I'd kind of put up front, so I had to kind of use Levitate and then Easy Pass and got uh, uh, Scion in the front to take the brunt of uh, his attacks. Um, he got Force Pushed, and then uh, he, he came in with Reva late and did a Force Push because he took um, the Force Attuned with uh, Vader to pass out to the Inquisitors. Uh, round two, he uh, he killed Saya, who came back to life, and he started working on him a second time. Um, I had done some damage to Vader, and I, I tried to go for it with Treya, and I ran up. I gave up an ammo to get there to try to kill him, and missed uh, every single one of her attacks. 
Um, he was getting the intimidation, so at a plus two, but um, yeah, it was it was terrible. Uh, I did roll, uh, or I did do train life a couple times just to, to do some damage to Vader and heal up on that attack for opportunity I'd taken. Um, then the, the big turning point of the game, um, because by this point, his guys were basically almost all out of force points. Um, but the big kind of turning point was he uh, had Reva, you know, way up there and kind of in the middle of my squad. And he chose to uh, go after Trey. I think he was going to try to do, you know, 60 damage to her and then maybe try to finish her off a little bit later in the round with somebody uh, else, maybe the Grand Inquisitor or whoever, or maybe he would just shoot from the back with, uh, you know, Tarkin or one of the one of his, you know, a couple of his uh, kind of worst guys. But Riva rolled a one against Treya with no force points for betrayal. Um, and that was, that was huge. Seems uh, fitting. <laughs> yeah, it does seem fitting. But that allowed me to, instead of having to use Nihilus to, you know, just do some damage to Treya or do some damage to Riva and hang out, it let me use Nihilus to actually kill Vader. Um, the uh, assassin finally caught up to everybody and, you know, levitated uh, Treya back to safety. Uh, and now he doesn't have anybody in Gambit because he was going to have Reva in Gambit, but now he was on my squad. The next round, he killed Zion again. Um, and everybody gangs up on the the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I finally finish him off. Uh, next round, uh, he uh, he finally wins a nit and uh, you know finally gets to kill Scion. You know, and uh, but that let me set up a, a big drain life five from Nihilus. Um, I did 50 to Tarkin, killed uh, one of his Navy troopers, but of course his death trooper made the uh, save. Um, it's right around this time that um, the time was called for our game. Uh, we've been going back and forth, and uh, so I'm trying to figure out how uh, you know I can get to 200 points to, to win the game, and, and I figure that I can't really get to 200 because um, Reva had betrayed to my side. Um, so I can't, you know, get obviously the points to kill her. Um, so, but then I noticed that, like, uh, with doing some stuff, I could possibly uh, kill all of his characters. So um, I kind of do some of that. Um, and the uh, the last sequence that I, I used that had to that had to work was um, I levitated up Treya. I rolled a crit on his death trooper. Um, her double attack finished him off. Um, her triple attack uh, was on a mouse droid, and I missed, but I had a, a Sith Ordnance guy that I could uh, sacrifice and blow up and kill the mouse. Um, and then finally, I had to use Drain Life with my last two force points uh, on his Navy trooper that was uh, right there um, to finish off his last character um, so i won the game three to zero 
but this is the final score was 194 to 48 um but i had defeated all of his characters so that's why i got the three point win so anyone that sees that in the posting and goes well how do you get three points if you only score 194 um that's how you do it um and i think um it was a bad matchup for him to start with um just because like you know nihilus is so good against force users you know wound in the force uh you know where they just don't gain force just hurts so much um and then obviously the betrayal just uh was you know even even worse uh, so that is what happened in our game. I don't know if I have any reports for what happened in any of the other games. Uh, so it looks like the semifinals are going to be Spry with Older Public versus Mando, um, who has to play Sith. Um, and then Joe and I are playing. I'll be playing an Imperial squad. Joe will be playing some Mandalorians. We are scheduled for 6 p.m. Central Time on Monday. Um, I, hopefully you're free, Brian, or can maybe uh, do a Sith Hollow News for it. What day the, did you say? A good time. Monday. Uh, this Monday? This Monday coming up. Yep, like four days away okay. or three days away now, whatever it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I could be free. Yep. Do you say in the morning oh. or... No, six six p.m. Central Time. Okay, yeah, I, I think I, I can be free for that. We, we need to make it a little bit, uh, adjust the time a little bit. Um, we could probably do that. Okay. Uh, I yeah, I don't know that that'll be a problem. So I'll I'll let you guys okay. know. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, we'll we'll have that. Um, I, if anybody has a good Imperial squad I can play, just uh, let me know. I, I need a really good one, <laughs> especially one that can, um, can defeat Mandalorians. Mm, yeah, there's there's definitely no good Imperial squads out there. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It sounds like you know how to maneuver uh, Inquisitors, so... <laughs> That that could work. Maybe I'll uh, throw an Inquisitor squad together really quick. And um, I mean, I was also thinking, you know, uh, some cloaked night sisters uh, usually works well against Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, we'll see. We'll see what happens and how it plays out and what we decide to do. Joe will probably bring the the rare all melee. Um, Mandalorian squad, and I'll go shoot my uh, cloaked uh, night sisters. Isn't isn't as good anymore. <laughs> uh, and then hopefully, um, Spry and Mando can. I will be able to post uh, when they're going to play their game, and, and we can hopefully do. Uh, a Sith Hollow show for that as well. Yeah. Um, uh, do you guys have a scheduled time for that yet? or? No, I, I haven't seen anything. Like I said, hopefully they'll post uh, a time that they're going to play and we can uh, do that as well. 
Yeah. It's always uh, fun to to do that type of stuff and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Well, this is a culmination of, uh, you know, um, a long time. I don't know when you got, I forget when you guys started, but it was like a couple months ago or Yeah, I think it's been like two, like not, well, like eight or nine weeks, ten weeks, something like that. Yeah, and and um, now it'll be wrapping up, we'll be wrapping up just the week before Gen Con then? Um, hopefully, I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, as long as players and their schedules can, can make it work. I know Tim in the post that he hopes we can get it wrapped up before Gen Con, but Gen Con is, you know, two weeks away. So depending on who can play when, it could be, be tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if Gandalf and I play on Monday and, you know, Spry and Mando play over the weekend, maybe, uh, you know, that increases the likelihood that we'll be able to get the finals in. Yeah. Because that would give them from basically from Tuesday, whoever wins between Joe and I, um, from Tuesday till, you know, a week and a half before Gen Con. You know, if, mm-hmm. if Mando and Spry can't play until you know later in the week or you know it'll make it uh, more difficult Mm -hmm. seems like spry often is like on the weekend that he has a time that he can play or something so maybe like saturday morning or something usually i think he plays so maybe yeah that's to catch him Like I said, hopefully uh, one of those guys posts uh, when they're going to play their game and, and we can get a um, a News Network going for that. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Very cool. Yep. Do we have anything else for tonight that we need to talk about? Well, you, you know what I'm going to ask about. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to keep asking What's every that? week. <laughs> uh, ha- have we heard anything on tickets for uh, the champs or anything like that? Anything, any um, new news? We have no new news. I was hanging out with James actually this past weekend. I picked up the stuff for to run pod racing. Um. And it looks like at this point, you know, we're only a week and a half or two weeks away that it will be a hopefully we can fix this uh, on site sort of thing. Um, And that is appears where we are currently at with that. Uh, And I did was talking to James and James did sound um, uh, promising for next year that he will be able to come and we will be able to get a a larger presence, you know, maybe not what we once did in the, the quote-unquote quote, quote heyday of minis, mm-hmm. um, but it does sound like uh, he wants to get back to running uh, a little bit more stuff. That's awesome. 
didn't have like have like an area of our own like we uh, had in the past, even if it might be a little bit smaller or a little bit more. Uh, whatever, maybe we'll uh, get to see some uh, hawk come back or something else. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, James always did a fantastic yeah. job running things. He's like, you know, he just had everything really well organized and um, everything ran really smoothly. I mean, not to say that Randy and I didn't do a su superb job, <laughs> but, but you know, um, right? You know, if I if somebody else is doing it, I'm fine with that. I mean, <laughs> right. I I really just came there to play. You know, I'm. Yeah. Um, well, and so. James even said that, you know looking well obviously you know you don't know what you know in, in january or whatever when we're deciding what we're going to run and how we're going to run it he's like i didn't know but you know in all reality he probably could come this year because he's like you know we got the business where we want it to be and we're kind of in a good spot and you know i could take you know four or five days off or even two or three days off to come down and you know do some stuff but yeah that's uh, great so which is why he thinks that next year uh he's planning on uh at least so far having a a bigger presence uh some more games yeah yeah, yeah. very cool well i know i think laura had sent a message out on uh Blue Milk telling people to definitely show up with uh, generics if you're really, really wanting to play and, you know, you weren't able to get a ticket. Um, and if you show up with the generics and if you're probably somebody like, you know, uh, that may be a regular player and you like maybe have a better shot at getting in, you know, like so. I mean, like, like so obviously here's the thing. Eight, eight players. Um, you know, we have table space at least for the, the four games going on. Um, you can always right. take one person on generics because you can always have a buy, and the person playing the buy doesn't take up any space. Right. So, so we'll at least be able to have a ninth person. Um, and like I said, I anticipate, and, and I don't know, I, I wasn't at Gen Con last year. Um, I don't know how busy it was. I don't know how busy it's going to be this year as far as specifically during our championship time in the area that we're in, because that's really all that matters to us. You know, yeah. if they have a scrammed in there like sardines where, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. Hey, you've got two inches on the end of your table. And then it's the, the next guy, you know, the next game masters game and they're running, you know, uh, hero or, you know, mm -hmm some other game you know two inches away from us then well we might not be able to make it work um if there's you know yeah. extra table space and you know it's a little bit more spread out we can probably make it work and like i said we're gonna talk to, well, I, I, seem to, talk yeah. to I will talk to the you know every little set area gen con has their own little hq um right and obviously i will talk to them um, I'll probably talk to them on Thursday, um, and they'll probably say, oh, well, we're not the people that are going to be here on Saturday. Um, you're going to have to talk to that person on Saturday. Um, 
So we will probably have to talk to that person on Saturday to say, hey, we know we got like, you know, we're going to need a little bit more space. We reached out and just, you know, and see if they can accommodate us. And like, I'm hoping, I'm making the assumption um, that, you know, they will be able to accommodate, you know, two extra players or three extra players. Um, so, yes, I would fully expect to, uh, if you're wanting to get in, show up with generics, make sure you're on time, you're not running 20 minutes late. Because the other thing is that uh, we will have to keep everything running kind of on time and fairly smooth um, to make sure that, you know, when we say we're, when our allotted time slot is up, that we are ready to move on in case they have, the, you know, the next gaming uh, group is coming in behind us running uh, whatever they're running. I don't know how tight they are scheduling their tables um, and stuff like that. But pretty much all the information is no new information on that topic. Except show up with your generic, show up on time, and we'll do everything we can to get you in. Okay. Good to get now, updated on uh, that. The second hardest question is when is VassalCon? Uh, VassalCon will be, I think, whatever. Uh, that weekend after Labor Day, what is it, the 9th and 10th or 8th, 9th and 10th of September? Yep. Sounds good. Uh, we might do, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how we're going to exactly do it. Um, the championship will be on Saturday, of course. We'll do a, some sort of sealed on Sunday. We'll probably have some sort of like uh, normal trifecta events on Friday. Uh, we might do a team tournament uh, like on Thursday night or maybe we'll do a team tournament on Friday night. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll have some events. And one of the events will definitely be the, uh, the WOTC map tournament. For sure. <laughs> um, will there be a, uh, a tw set 25 tournament? I don't know. There might be. Do you want there to be a set 25 be tournament? It won't be legal for for the main event, right? So correct. The the main event will be the same as as Gen Con, which will be the the mini set and uh, all the previous sets. Uh, I know I had fun last year breaking out set twenty four for the first time. So okay. We will keep that in mind. Cool. 
All right. Well, does anybody have anything else for tonight? Uh, I don't think so. Same sit time, same sit channel next week for the regular episode. In theory, there'll be a special episode, um, at least one on Monday at around 6 p.m. Central. Tune in, and if you can watch Vassal, you can chime in and uh, you know point out all the mistakes that Joe and I make and all the cool plays you would have made if you were playing those squads in that matchup. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> and you could wonder why uh, we're, I'm playing Imperials and Joe is playing Mandalorians, and you know you think we should be playing, you know, cooler Sith squads with Tulak Horde. Always. <laughs> uh, and you can wonder all you want about that on the uh, on the at least the one special episode, and there might be another special episode of the Sith Holidays Network if. Uh, we can tune our communicators to uh, when the other final or semi-final matchup might take place. All right. But on the regular show, we'll at least have, be able to discuss the results of one of the semifinals, if not both. Um, Randy will have more spoilers for us, the final spoilers for set 25. And we'll uh, talk about maybe very briefly what factions or we think we might see or what types of squads we might see at uh, Gen Con, actually. And play our game of uh, awfulness where we correct, incorrectly guess all the uh, the top squads. I can do that. <laughs> good talking to everybody. All right, good talking to everybody. Yep. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Yep. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.